Are you struggling with kids fighting, yelling, and more despite listening to the podcast and reading all the books? Parenting can be so overwhelming and exhausting. You know, I see you and I have something that will help. Mindful Parenting SOS. I'm offering free live mindful parenting sessions starting Monday, May 6th. Basically, live mindful parenting lessons that you normally have to pay for. So if you struggle with getting your kids to listen, tantrums, misbehavior, and feeling the guilt of yelling at your kid, then you should definitely get your spot in Mindful Parenting SOS. I'll be there to answer your questions in person, and if you can't make it, we will have replays available. Don't wait to get your spot now. It's free. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS to register. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS. I can't wait to see you there. Are you last on your list or are you not even on it? Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields, Mindfulness Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and take family and life to a new level of awakening. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years, and I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I'm the mom of two girls, ages 7 and 10. Welcome to the podcast today, dear listener. Oh my gosh, it's such a morning. You might even hear the rain coming down really heavily. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about your needs and uh, your your need to take care of yourself and talking about who's on your list. So we'll be diving into that. But before we go dive in, I want to share with you a quick announcement. I am enrolling my group coaching program. It's a six-month group coaching program called the Mindful Mama Transformation Coaching Group, and it's pretty amazing. I mean, I was just so filled with love. And uh, as I wrapped up the, the last one, it's an amazing way to create lasting change. Um, whether you're looking to sort of create a mindfulness practice, to stop yelling, to have better communication with your kids, we really dive deep into your stories, understanding your beliefs, and you get this incredible you get this coaching, but you also get this incredible sisterhood, right? Like you get these incredible women who totally have your back and you can talk about stuff you don't talk about with other women. It's pretty amazing. Um, it's an incredible, incredibly safe space um, to share. And I'm, I'm so excited to start another group. We already have people who have applied and enrolled and I we have a few more spaces. So if you are still interested, we're still enrolling and you can find out more about that at hunteryoga.com slash group coaching. And due to popular requests, so many people wrote to me about this, I had to do it. I'm making my mindful parenting course a self-study version, and it should be up if it's not up right away in a day or two. And if you go through the self-study version, it's an eight-week course. It's really quite comprehensive. Um, you, there's another announcement and that is that I am starting the mindful parenting teacher training. So if you are a parent 
coach and you are interested in teaching mindful parenting, uh, you'll have need to have gone through the course and done the coursework. And then we're going to be doing it the first round ever of teacher training this fall. So exciting. I think that's it for my announcements. Let's dive into this episode. You, me, in the rain, my friend. I hope where you are, it's sunny, sunny, and beautiful. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I wrote this blog post, and I talked about this with my retreat participants um, a week and a half ago. And there's a, it was a story in the 90s Oprah had on a life coach, right, who said something that, you know, that really shocked her audience. She had asked them to make a list of their top priorities, all their priorities in our lives. And then she said, where are you on this list? And apparently tons of people in the audience didn't even have themselves on the list at all. And then she made this suggestion, right? You should be the number one priority on your list. And the audience booed. <laughs> I don't think that ever happened on Oprah, right? The audience food, but it did this time. And Oprah's like, you know, she says, hold on, hold on. And she asks them why she, they booed. And she says, you know, hey, it doesn't mean that the others are kicked off your list when you put yourself first. And I thought, you know, okay, we've come a long way since then, since the 90s. But, you know, really, have we? When I shared this with the women in the um, retreat at Winterthur, a lot of them didn't have themselves on their list. They didn't, you know, they, you know, and I, it's amazing. It's interesting. And I'm wondering, you know, where would you be on your list? If you made your list of priorities, where would you be, honestly? And the thing is, this is something, a lesson I personally learned a long time ago because I was such a sensitive person. I had such intense emotions. I learned that I had to take care of myself and I wasn't any good to anyone else if I didn't take care of myself. I needed to get grounded. I needed to take care of my body. I needed to get my yayas out. <laughs> but I've learned that so many women just aren't even on their own list. Taking care for so many women, taking care of themselves is not a priority. And if you're really honest with yourself, I'm wondering, is that you? And the thing is, if you are not number one on your list, you've got to realize a really fundamental truth, right? Which is you cannot give what you do not have. If you don't have it, you can't give it. If you aren't feeling peaceful, you can't offer peace to your kids. If you aren't you know, feeling love, you can't feel love with your kids. So I give this analogy and I think this is so appropriate, right? I, lo I love the analogy of the orange, right? And I, I think I learned this from Wayne Dyer. So imagine you're holding a beautiful, juicy orange and you're going to squeeze this orange, right? You're going to squeeze the orange. What's coming out? What's coming out of the orange? Orange juice. Yeah. Not pineapple juice, not pomegranate juice, just orange juice. And, and likewise, when you are squeezed, what is inside will come out. So if you have, if you have peace, if you have contentment, that's going to come out. If you have self-loathing, that's going to come out. So the idea of putting yourself on top of your list is actually more about 
is more about taking responsibility for you. And I, I think this is really an important um, shift in the way that we need to think about your self-care. And I'm not, and I say self-care, I'm not talking about your pedicure, getting your eyebrows waxed. I'm talking about taking care of your heart and soul, having time for yourself. That is not time to clean the house, creating somehow making time to have some time to sit quietly, to do some gentle yoga, to draw whatever it is that you need to do to feed your soul. Because the thing is, self-care is not <laughs> selfish. It's just called taking responsibility, actually. It's called taking responsibility for your health, taking responsibility for your well-being, taking responsibility for your emotions, taking responsibility for your fulfillment. And the thing is, like, if you are not taking responsibility for you and your own fulfillment, who do you think should be responsible for that? Are you asking your partner, your children, to take responsibility for your happiness and well-being? Well, if you are, that's not fair. That's not fair to them. It's not their job. It's your job. If you are not taking care of you, you are really, you know, you're not giving your family your best. You're offering them your second rate, the second rate version of you. And you are role modeling for your kids that a life of feeling not worthy. Now, sometimes this can be the motivation that we need, right? This can be the motivation that we need to help ourselves get to the place where we're taking care of ourselves and putting taking responsibility for ourselves and taking responsibility for our well-being and our fulfillment and things like that is that our kids are going to live what learn from the way we live. If we learn to always put ourselves last and, and not take care of ourselves, they're going to learn to do that too. Do you want that for them? I know it's it goes against the grain of our culture, right? Self-sacrifice is supposed to be so noble and things like that. But you know what? Nobody told many of the many of the great leaders of the world. They it wasn't about necessarily self-sacrifice, right? Like you know the, the Napoleons of the world, the the uh, Marie Curies or the, the, you know, the Gandhis. I mean, Gandhi lived simply, but he took care of himself. He took care of his body and his mind. He was the change that he wanted to see. So I'm inviting you to put yourself at the top of your list and not, not in a selfish way. This isn't selfish. This is about taking responsibility for your inner world and also taking responsibility for your outer responses, right? For how you show up in the world. So I'm wondering, I was thinking about this and this idea of you as your number one priority and, and thinking about the idea of your needs. And there's so many different needs we have, but I, I thought this might be a nice place to share some of the different needs that we have um, as envisioned by uh, by Tony Robbins, or as shared with by Tony Robbins, and I think that his six core human needs are really they give us a lot of food for thought, right? And so we have um, 
you know, these needs of our personality and achievement. We have the need he, the, for certainty, you know, safety, stability, security, comfort, order, predictability, control, and consistency, right? So these are our needs for certainty. And we, and we need those things. We need safety. We need stability. We need security, comfort, right? We need all those things. But, but we also need uncertainty or variety, right? We need surprise and, and challenges and excitement and, and, and some adventure and change and novelty, right? So we need both of those things. It's about finding a balance. Like what are, and looking inward, what are you needing? You know, uh, after uh, my husband was away the last few days, uh, going through to, he was meeting his need for variety. He went to a uh, music fest in North Carolina, but I was home with the girls and, you know, I had a lot of comfort. I had a lot of predictability and control and that we had our movie night and we did our things and you know what but then after that I need some I definitely need some variety so I'm going out with my friend tonight you know I need that difference so you know it doesn't mean like you know we have to completely alter our lives completely to meet these needs but you know where where can you add some maybe more certainty or maybe more variety into your life what are you needing Okay, so the first two are certainty and variety or uncertainty. And then thinking about the idea um, of how you show up in the world, he says we have a need for significance, the need to have meaning, be special, have pride to be needed and wanted, a sense of importance to feel worthy of love, right? That's all in significance. And then we also have a need for love and connection, right? Communication, approval, attachment, feeling connected with, being loved by other human beings. Like, this is so important. You know, so are we, are, do we feel really seen and heard? And can we get more of that in our lives? Can we find ways to be more seen and more heard in our lives? And, you know, if you, there are also significance and connection. These are also kind of paradoxes as well, you know, where we need both of these things. Because if you spend too much time gaining significance, you might have trouble finding deep, intimate relationships that thrive on love and connection, right? So we need both of those things. And then finally, he says the last two, final two needs are, design, you know, these are needs of the spirit. And, you know, we need, the, we have the need for growth, for constant emotional, intellectual, and spiritual development, right? And this is this is certainly a need that I see a lot of moms neglecting in themselves, a need for growth. You know, where can you grow, uh, you know, and, and learn and challenge yourself, that variety and that growth? Um, and then also the need for contribution, the need to give beyond ourselves, to give care, protect, and serve others. I think that often as moms, we're feeling pretty full in that contribution cup, but sometimes it can feel really good to do uh, contribution with, with others. So um, uh, with my daughters, I told them about this idea I heard on another great podcast that I recommend, the Zen Parenting Radio podcast, where they take um, Ziploc bags and they go go to the dollar store and fill it up with some uh, with some toiletries, you know, toiletries, granola bars, some different things, maybe a little bit of money, different things you see for people you might see out panhandling in the street. You might not see that where you live, maybe out in the country, but we see that around Wilmington and Philadelphia. We see that. So, 
That's a great idea. So this idea of contribution, my daughters and I are going to go do that. We're going to go find this, you know, build, fill these bags and put them in our car so we can give these out because we always like, ah, oh, you know, we don't want to give money, but, you know, so here we go. Let me wrap up these six, six human needs. Certainty or and uncertainty or variety, significance, love and connection, growth, and contribution. So back to you being on your list of your priorities. You know, what can you do? I'm really curious. What can you do today? What can you do this week to feed yourself, to feed those needs for variety, for growth, um, maybe for certainty, maybe for more groundedness? I'm curious, what, what can you do? I hope my sharing has helped you in this episode. I'm glad to connect with you again. I promise I'll be getting some more interviews. Actually, I would love to put together a wish list. So if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm at Facebook, you know, slash Hunter C. Yoga or something like that. And Twitter, Hunter C. Yoga. If you want to tag me or just email me at Hunter at HunterYoga.com, send me a wish list of people I should interview that you are interested in uh, having me talk to. So I'd love to, to do some more interviews, but I hope this helped and this sharing was good for you. I will be back on with Carla soon. Uh, she's been sick recently. We're going to get back on. We'll be talking about attachment styles. Do you know your attachment style? It's interesting because whether we like it or not, the way we were parented has a lot to do with how we parent our kids. We talk about this in the mindful parenting course too, but Carla and I will talk about it in our next podcast. And um, just to let you, a quick reminder, I am currently taking applications for the Mindful Mama Transformation Coaching Group, six months of group coaching. We are starting this June 2017. And if you are listening to this in the future, just you can check it out at hunteryoga.com slash group coaching or under work with me. And, um, and these are really really valuable groups. It, it really can be life-changing uh, and to to invest in yourself, to take time in, for yourself and to explore and learn and grow. Uh, the transformations that happen are pretty amazing. I remember I had one client who's, who's awesome. She talks about this um, on a video on that site, but she says like, you know, that first time I talked to her, she was like outside of her house running away from her kids, you know, and she was like miserable, um, upset, you know, and then like, she was so turned around, so inspired by the end, so have taken on new things in her life and uh, creating better, more connected relationships with her kids. I mean, it's really amazing. So anyway, that's at hunteryoga.com slash group coaching. Mindful parenting is coming out as a self-study course. Go on my site to look for that under work with me and um, mindful parenting teacher training. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Can't wait to spread this around the world. So I hope this helped you. I hope you're going to have a beautiful, wonderful day. Oh, and I want to, as always, thank my wonderful husband, William, William Fields, for the music. He does so much more than music. If he's a... Uh, if you have a gallery or an electronic music venue, check him out. He's amazing. 
And I'm wishing you a really great week, my friend. Namaste. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.